Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the Goat Channel Podcast. Absolutely no direction to go with today's podcast. So who knows what's going to happen. Might just talk, might delete it, might send it, might post it. Who really knows? Don't have anybody that listens. I only get like two listeners. Per, they're probably like a robot gets to listen once, but... It's alright. Maybe one day, one day somebody will listen. It's all fun. Same thing with YouTube. One day somebody might watch. You never know. It's the grind, though. It's the grind that matters. It kind of really is, though. The grind's kind of fun. I don't know. The older I've gotten now, the more I kind of embrace keeping busy and kind of grinding and doing something, you know, like having a lot on my plate, I guess, and trying to do it all. So, like, golfing and YouTube and working and and all that crap. It's kind of what I'm, uh, I don't know, kind of, I don't know, kind of embraced that recently um over the last few months last probably i guess it feels like mostly when my dad passed away but i think a lot of that was stuff i had always wanted to do but yet you know he was sick and he also like i also just like to visit him you know and just hang out with him because you never knew when the last time was gonna be so you know, I I tried to do a lot of stuff, and then I also tried to just hang out with him, just because that's, you know, just to be hanging out with him, you know, and and I think that's, I think all that kind of accumulates into why I want to do this, and you know, why I want to uh, kind of keep busy, I guess. And, and some of it's for money purposes, some of it's for just staying busy purposes, some of it's for trying to accomplish stuff. Uh, there, there's a lot of different reasons, I guess. But the whole cow thing, I just want to keep that alive because I enjoy it. And hopefully I can do it at a higher level or a high level, you know, be successful. And we'll kind of see if that's the case, though. It might be a one and done for me. We'll just kind of see how it works out, really, in reality. But I don't know if it's windy or if I left the door open or what. But yeah, I like. I don't know. It's just something I want to to grind at. So in order to do that, I had to put a head gate up and so that's my project uh so far i only got one post up i just started um i had to clean out a little creek yesterday and then i was gonna put a head gate up or not just just the least one post man that's a hard work because with um with just a shovel digging about roughly a six inch hole obviously you can make it a little bit bigger but 
once you start getting further down, you can't use the shovel anymore because I don't have any post hole diggers. So once you start getting further down, you can't really use the shovel because it gets hung on the side, or you can't get your you know you can't get your foot on it to step on it and kind of give it a good push down. So then you gotta take. Uh, like the tamp thing and just kind of like jar it loose and knock it knock it loose and then Then either go with your hands or go with your shovel. So, you know, it gets harder at the end of that Finally, though, I got one big post in um, Set up to put the other post in And then the head gate and then uh, Yeah pretty much take it from there and grind uh, see what we could do so pretty excited though I really am excited to kind of uh, make this happen and you know do something I don't know I'm just excited that's all I can say about it really in reality um hopefully it'll work out I get it built and hopefully I'll be able to keep the cows alive um, but I really I think I embrace the grind more than I used to like I'll do so much stuff after work now and you know I got a lot of, on my plate gonna have a lot on my plate soon but I, I plan on still trying to grind still trying to do this this and this also, you know, obviously raise a kid, but you still got to do your thing too. And it's all, you know, it's all, it's all part of life, really. 33 years old, just kind of grinding through life and try to enjoy every step of the way. And then you see where it takes you, you know. Um, and that's just like the swapping or the... You know, the uh, flipping business, that's a grind. YouTube's a grind. The podcast really isn't much to it because I just hook up a mic to my phone and drive and talk. Um, but, you know, you got to get that stuff posted. It's all fun. I just, maybe one day it'll take off. You know, that that's what you're working towards, something to take off, something to hit. The flipping stuff does all right kind of in a lull right now hadn't really sold anything i thought maybe tax season we'd start getting a little love and maybe sell like a lot at one time but it is what it is we're, we're out here just grinding i would say but still having a lot of fun doing youtube so i will definitely keep doing it trying to film anything and everything that i open everything that i do um I'd love to film some farm work. It's just kind of harder to kind of film some farm work. But hopefully I can do that at some point. But yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to accomplish something and I don't really feel bad about it. I feel I feel real good about you know what I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to do it. And at the end of the day, we'll kind of see what happens. And 
what works out and what don't. March Madness, though, has been fire. I don't know if that starts today. What is today? No, today's Wednesday. I don't know if it's Thursday, Friday this week. I think it is. And then Saturday, Sunday. And then you should be down to your Final Four. So I think your Final Four plays on a Saturday. And maybe they end it on a Monday. If I rem remember correctly, I think that's how it goes. And then... So we got our Sweet 16. So I guess we will have... I guess all you have, though, 16 teams. Yeah, eight games each day. That sounds right. Eight games each day. So we'll have eight games Thursday, eight games Friday. You'll be down to the Elite Eight. And then you'll have four games, four games. And we'll be down to our Final Four. And then we'll have two games, and then you have your championship game. So to win it all at this point, you need four more games in the bag. Like, you got to win four more games, no matter what team you are. Um, and I think there's still a lot of worthy teams out there. Obviously, Gonzaga's going to be tough. It's all about matchups and stuff, too, but Gonzaga's going to be tough. Duke has a... Uh, Duke kind of has that pedigree. Duke has that, like, fire. Like, they, they got that, like, comeback. They got that late game, like, closing mentality. Doesn't mean they'll win the whole thing, um, but they do have a very good late game mentality. Like, they're... That's how they're. That's how they roll, though. They have a really good late game mentality. So, and Paulo Benchero is going to be a stud. Uh, Arizona. I picked Arizona in a bunch of brackets to win. I still think they're a pretty good team. Gonzaga is obviously good. Just the issue with Gonzaga is it feels like they never finish. Um, Always solid, just never finish the job. Always good, just never really get the job finished. Because I don't know how many national championships they've won or if they've won one. I'm sure they've won one. But they've been good for under Mark Few for a long time. So you would have thought they'd have more than they probably do if they, if they even have any. I don't really not have to look that up. Um, it's raining outside if y'all can hear that nonsense it's like 54 degrees as the low or something today or 50 it was like I don't know 57 degrees is the low well in a couple days in a few days it's supposed to be like 40 degrees is the high again stupid weather just stupid who does that like um, I added some, you know, I like some PC cards, so I added a few things recently. 
also just try and sell, like flip it around. I used to be this collector who would collect anything and everything. Oh. But now we're trying to kind of gear towards and lean towards like like stuff I really enjoy which is still quite a bit of stuff because I'm into like older stuff I'm into vintage stuff I'm into you know I'm into sports so like I still have a quite a bit of stuff but there's also stuff I can finally just be like well you know what what I need this for what what am I gonna what what do I need this card for like do I need this card for something is it special in any way uh, I do have a big box of cards I hang on to, even though they might not be a PC or there might be, but there's got to be a reason. Um, there's a reason behind every card. Now, I still hold on to a lot of cards that probably I shouldn't because they're not necessarily my PC cards, but I just like to hold on to them, you know, so it's fun. It's fun for me. That's all I really got to say about it is, like, I really just enjoy it. But I've always collected cards, and that's what's crazy. Like, this boom... I think they are overproducing them now, so I think this boom really is an issue. Because we are trying to... We're going to probably lean back into junk era at some point. Um, Low-numbered cards, though, are probably always going to have hold that value because even though they're mass-producing all these cards right now, you know, these 101s and these 25s or something like those are low enough to where, you know, there's a limited edition of those. That's the all all there are in the world. So just like the one and one, one and one for sure is not gonna lose value because that's the only, you know, version of that card in the world. That one specific card in the world. That's only version of it. And so, you know, the base are pretty much non-existent i guess like wander franco like i did sell his base for pretty good somehow um but yeah other than like certain players mostly bases dead inserts for the most part are dead unless they're case hits or there's some other ones that are pretty good hits but typically the people like the numbered inserts of those but most just regular inserts, as far as value, pretty much dead. If you're collecting, you know, good. You can collect them, collect certain ones, whatever. But as far as value going forward and selling them, inserts, dead. Now, the 90s inserts are starting to be a popular again because there's just not as many. And that are kind of the special cards of the 90s. Um... 
but inserts yeah pretty much inserts are just inserts you know like not much not much there for inserts anymore and then you start getting the cards at parallels still do pretty good um parallels do pretty good at certain players but i think eventually parallels are gonna die um not as far as collecting now if you're collecting parallels are going to be great for your collection because you could try to create rainbows and you can try to create you know you could like a card that color card in that player you know something like that 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 could be what you enjoy and so if that's the case parallels and like non-numbered cards like that will still have a value in that sense. But I think eventually they're probably gonna fizzle a little bit. But then once you get the numbered, I think you're still gonna have to hold value. And I, I say that because, yeah, they print 100 colors of different stuff, basically, and just slap a number on it. But, I mean, if there's truly only 299 in the world, you know, 299 in the world's not a lot of that one card to have in the world though like it, it's really not yeah there's a bunch of different variations of different ones like that and they're not all you know so you can find that exact looking card in a different color easily um but still 299 that's not a lot in the whole world when people are collecting and then you got to think about the ones that people might get and let's say they lose them or what if what if a kid gets it and he rips it up or whatever happens to it then you know obviously you don't have 299 anymore you wouldn't know that because it still is labeled 299 but i'm just saying like that card's even more valuable than you think so i think these numbered cards going forward now if this world's here long enough for 100 years to come by just just like I, I love to collect now. Unfortunately, there was no number cards or anything like that. But there's probably still a rare amount of some of these cards. But I love to collect anything from the 70s. Anything, anything like pre-80s, not just from the 70s, but anything pre-80s. I will go lower 80s, especially in basketball. Baseball, I don't collect too much in the 80s, especially never after 85. Um, so it depends on the player if I collect in the 80s. But I'll, I'll collect anything from any player if it's pre-80s. It doesn't matter who it is. It'll go in my PC collection. Doesn't matter the player. Doesn't matter who it is. I will take it and put it in my PC collection. And i tell you why. I just enjoy vintage cards. I mean... 1975 for example that's gonna be about 50 years old in four years if my math's correct right 85 95 2005 2015 2025 so if that's the case that's gonna be a 50 year old card in two years or in three years now 
That's an old card, though. I mean, 50 years old? I mean, that's, the, that's an old card. And, uh, you know, that that's what's exciting about the cards like 65. They'll be 60 years old. 55. I got a 55. I think I got some cards in the 50s. I got some cards in the 50s. That's 70 years old, roughly. Um, I don't know if I have anything. I think I might have a card in the 40s. I don't know. It could be 50 is the oldest card I have. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's you know, that old. Even if it's a no-name player, like that's an old card. Eventually, as you keep going down the line and getting older and older, one, it becomes kind of historic, like just like the fact the cards are still around over that much time. And that's not it. That's not even all of it either. Like there's typically going to be less and less because, you know, somebody's going to sell something they don't know they have and it gets misplaced and then it gets lost or thrown away and these cards dwindle over time. Not these big names probably like Mickey Mantle. Obviously that card's not going anywhere. They probably have dwindled over time but you know where the boom is now that card's probably not going to go away or something but you know, that, that's what's cool about sports cards, and that's what's cool about the aging factor of sports cards. Like, 80 years, a card 80 years old, that's a, that's a pretty long time to have a card. And if I'm lucky enough to say live to, I don't know, let's give the number at a 50. Say I, I get lucky enough to live to 50. That's going to put me at about, what, 2040. So, if I'm lucky enough to get, live that long, that card from 1940, that if I have one, that's a 100-year-old card. Like, that's an old card, though, just to have a card and just keep it until then. So, I don't know. That's what I find fascinating about the vintage cards is, like, you know... 50 years is a long time to have a card. 60 years, 70 years, you know, and it just, you know, the older you get and the older you collect that vintage card, the older it gets. And, you know, and those are some of the first cards because cards weren't, you know, super popular then. So, yeah, it's it's exciting. I don't know. I like vintage cards. It's kind of my fault on vintage cards. I know, like, it probably wasn't the greatest explanation, but... It's kind of the reason why I enjoy the vintage cards though more than any other cards out there, especially modern cards, because they just—I don't know—they some of them appeal to me, but I'm not a huge fan of them. Like I don't get into them like that. Now, would I take, you know, would I love to open a playbook box? Hell yeah, playbooks. Actually, I think playbooks one of my favorite products. Um, but it's also expensive as shit, you know, like 400 or some dollars. So, you know, that's one reason too. Vintage, I can get some cheap vintage. I bought a Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I don't know what it's worth now, but I know one time it was peaking pretty good. I think it was in the 1970s. Um, Kareem 
And I don't even think it said Kareem. I think it was still Lou Alcindor in the 1970s. wasn't a rookie card, but it was still like an older card. It was in the 70s, I believe. One of my favorite cards I've ever picked up. And I picked it up for $10 at one time, and I, I think that's a steal. You're talking about the third greatest player ever. And honestly, you could make an argument. He's probably the greatest basketball in the history of basketball. And the reason you can make that argument is for the fact that everything he's done in basketball. So, for example, or not for really for example, but like Kareem was... Kareem dominated high school, college, and the pros. So he, he he dominated all three levels. Now, you you can make the case that Jordan was pretty good at all three levels, pretty dominant. But I don't think he dominated quite like Kareem at all three levels. Kareem had longevity. He's going to be the second all-time scorer ever. Like... I, I think there is a case for Kareem. Um, you could talk about peak if you want to, peak Jordan. You could talk about, you know, the air Jordan came in. And the air Jordan came in is what kind of made Jordan, though. He came into an era creating a sneaker brand, branding himself. You know, he was this first guy, like, he really dominated commercials and done this and this and this. So, like, that's why Michael Jordan is considered the greatest of all time. It's not just the accomplishments on the floor. It's that nostalgia feeling, that, that thing. So, like, honestly, you could put Jordan third. Yeah, he was 6-6 six six in the finals, but that's also a team reward. Yeah, he won MVPs, but... You know, you can make a case that's not as big a deal either. So, you know, you can make a case for Kareem at, uh, other than that. So it's just, um, that's that's the thing. I think you can really make a case for Kareem. And I've always said this. I've, I've had Kareem, I've had Kareem in my top for a long time now, um, I have it Kareem, LeBron, and Jordan, honestly, as my top three. I know that sounds crazy, but I I don't believe Kareem gets the respect he should get. I know it's kind of a whole different subject that we're talking about, really, but from sports cards, cause it, but it was the coolest sports card I ever picked up in my entire life. So, you know, there is a reason for this conversation. But, yeah, he, uh, Kareem... I just think Kareem is just underrated, though. Like, I know he's a top three player ever. But that dude dominated everything. Like, he was so dominant in basketball for his whole career. Um, but, yeah, different subject, different time. We go down, we out, out, out.